Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santorelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we like to discuss the details and mention it all. All right, let's get into the episode. But first, a message from our sponsor, Prolon. So I wanted to share uh, some information about this very trusted nutrition program that's that's really focused on healthy aging and longevity. So Prolon is for promoting longevity, and it helps maintain health, energy, clarity, weight, and performance while supporting healthy aging and rejuvenation of the cells. Staying young and vibrant from the inside is indeed the secret for a healthy long life. So their main product is the Prolon 5-Day Nutrition, and it feeds the body with clean premium ingredients while providing the rejuvenation benefits of fasting. So basically, and I'm going to be doing this soon, so I'll be eating for five days and my metabolism and cells think I'm fasting. It's the number one doctor-recommended fasting nutrition program based on 20 years of research, and it's developed at the Longevity Institute of the University of Southern California. In human studies, Prolon showed to reduce biological age as well as risk factors for health conditions. It's a great body and spiritual reset that combines plant-based nutrition with spirituality and rejuvenation. So the only common word of all divine religions and major meditation schools is fasting. And now science has uncovered the major benefits of this practice. So I'll be starting with the Prolon Reset. It's just a one-day reset. I I very much need it, as you will hear very soon, uh, because I'll be discussing... um, Um, some of the delicious food that I ate in Europe, and I definitely, definitely need a reset. So I will be resetting with Prolon. And if you do want to go try it, you can, um, what they recommend is that you do the Prolon five day up to three times per year. So I haven't done the five day yet. I will be doing it soon. But if you do want to go try it, you can go to prolonlife.com. And you can get 20% off with code Veronica20 at checkout. So go check it out. Enjoy. And let me DM me. Let me know the results. Let me know how you feel. I will definitely be sharing my results as soon as I complete it. I'm hoping to start that next week. So I will be reporting soon. And now let's get into the show. All right, everyone. So it's so good to be back. I feel like I haven't recorded in forever because I've been traveling. I had recorded a bunch of episodes while I was gone. So it feels good to be back. I am jet lagged AF. I just, I don't know if I've ever experienced, you know, being jet lagged, but I've just been hit by a wall of deep exhaustion throughout the past couple days. So I think, I think that might be what it is. Um, but Europe was amazing. So I'm going to do a full recap on this episode. I won't be doing a podcast review like usual, but I will be mentioning some things in pop culture. Um, I'll mainly be focusing on my, like the food I ate in Europe, which was what I was looking forward to the most. Uh, but I will have some of my segments in here, 
Um, I did want to start with an anti-aging antics segment. Um, and because, well, first of all, I was shocked at how many people in Europe still smoke cigarettes. I mean, it's insane. I mean, I know a lot of people in America do too, but it seems to be extremely prevalent there. And I'm like, hello, like, don't people know these cause cancer and age you? And they're so expensive. I'm just, I'm so shocked when people still smoke cigarettes. Anyway, but um, I wanted to do my anti-aging antics segment just because recently in the news, Pamela Anderson um, showed up to Fashion Week with absolutely no makeup on. And she's really being applauded for, you know, her bravery and showing up natural and this natural beauty movement and, you know, getting away from this idea that aging is bad, right? And and maybe I should change this whole segment because because there were just a few quotes from from Pamela that I wanted to mention. Um, one of them was, you know, she she talked about how it's all about self acceptance, and you know, she's in a chapter of her life where she's really trying to embrace herself right now. Um, she said that I'm dressing for me now, not for everybody else. Uh, and she said. You just have to understand that you're good enough and that you are beautiful. And she likes to say the word lifing instead of aging. And I really love that. I mean, getting older is truly a blessing, right? There's so many people that die young. There's so many people that don't get to live a healthy life as they age. And truly, I mean, Pamela Anderson had, 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 I don't know if she still does. I feel like she was somehow cured of hepatitis C, even though I thought that it was an incurable disease. But, you know, I'm sure with the amount of money and her celebrity, she was able to get the best treatments. But, um, but, you know, she had a lot of health issues and she, you know, she's, and obviously someone like her who's been judged for her beauty her whole life you know, I was always curious about watching her and seeing how she handled getting older. Um, I think for a lot of models and people that 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 was their value to the world, I think it can be really tough to to see yourself change and to to lose some of the attention that maybe you had. Um, you know, in your youth, but also I think we're coming into like the world is becoming a place now, I think that celebrates older people in general. I think even, you know, women, even though we're in this, this world now where there's so many modern advances in technology so that we can stay looking younger than ever. I also think that women and just people as we age, I mean, we're so much wiser. We have so much more value to add the add to the world. And so I just thought it was a nice thing to see, you know, Pamela kind of embracing herself now. And, and it is, I mean, you, you think about fashion week and how everybody's just showing up in full glam and, you know, it's all about looks and, and it, you know, it, it is brave to show up with not a stitch of makeup. And, you know, I was listening to the Taylor Strecker show this week and, and Liz Cully was on there and she was like, well, she's like, she probably should have just done like a no makeup look, which is basically like a full face of makeup, but it's, it's like a natural look of makeup. And, 
you know, because I was curious if she had done that because I didn't really look at the pictures close up. And but no, she literally looks like she's not wearing a stitch of makeup. So so I love I love that. Now, it's interesting because I remember back when I was in the weight loss industry and I worked with this woman. And, you know, I think I think sometimes, you know, when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, sometimes it's hard to tell how old people are because it all kinds of blends together. Some people look younger as they age, some people look older, you know, it's just hard to tell. And I just remember this woman, I didn't I don't know how old she was. If I had to guess, she's probably at that point in her maybe late 30s, maybe early 40s, but she didn't she barely wore makeup. And what she told me is, she's like, you know, I used to wear a lot of makeup when I was younger. She goes, but as I've gotten older, she's like, I feel like makeup kind of ages me. And and it is interesting because, you know, for a long time, like the whole, like the Kylie Jenners of the world and all these people doing these like makeup tutorials on, on TikTok and all these things put on so much makeup, like so layer after layer after layer. And it's like, whoa. And I think sometimes it, in some cases, it did age people. And I think, too, when you, you know, like Pamela being compared to her her younger self, and I, I just think that sometimes, you know, people just try to cover it all up and, and not show their age. And sometimes that can be aging, especially if you're putting on too much makeup. So... I don't know. I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing that she's embracing herself now that she's accepting herself that I mean I love this this idea of lifing instead of aging. I mean, it just you know, self-acceptance is so important and and I think, you know, to each his own, do do what makes you feel good. And you know, I'm someone that does like to wear makeup and I I do feel like a little bit does help me feel my best. But I also, you know, as I get older, I'm also not giving as much of a fuck. So I'll, I'll, I go out now with absolutely no makeup on and occasionally and just don't care. Whereas I, I wouldn't have done that as, as in my younger days. So there are a lot of benefits to getting older. It's a blessing. And I just thought that this was a notable story to include in my anti-aging antics segment. All right, let's get into my mental health check-in next. So my mental health has been good. I, you know, I was worried going to Europe. I mean, first of all, I kept, I try to keep my expectations very low because it's really, that's the fastest way to get disappointed is to have these really high, high expectations of what you're going to experience and how amazing things are going to be. So I was nervous about, you know, spending so much time with people and not being able to get a break, you know, in some alone time. I was worried about not being able to sleep. I was worried about getting really annoyed and, and Chad with his, you know, he's such a stickler on time and, and I knew we were going to have to like pack up our stuff a million times because we were in Paris two nights and then Rome two nights and then Sorrento three nights. So we just did a lot of like moving and packing and we had to like be on time and figure out the train. And, you know, so I was, I, I just knew some of those moments would be very stressful and, you know, in past relationships, when I would go on vacation, you know, someone would have an attitude or somebody would say something wrong and it would end up in a huge fight and the whole, and days would, would be ruined. And, 
and I, and I'm not in a relationship like that anymore. Thank God. Um, but, but still, you know, that's, that's the great thing about Chad is him and I can get annoyed at, at each other. And, but we, we come back together quickly. We don't want to be mad at each other. And so there were a couple little times when we got on each other's nerves, but, but overall I was really pleased with how things flowed and, you know, the packing and the traveling, you know, we, we figured things out. There were a couple little stressful moments. Um, but, and, and again, you know, I, I kind of just <laughs> sat back and like followed everyone cause I couldn't figure things out and, and I wasn't expected to, it was mainly like Chad and, and his friend Bob that were kind of like figuring out all the, the train information and the connections and the flights. And so it was nice to just kind of sit back and, and let somebody else take care of that and, and just talk myself down from like, Oh, I don't have to be stressed about this. It's to- totally fine. And just be grateful. And so, and I was, I was, I was so grateful for the opportunity to go, um, and, and what an amazing experience. So my mental health was really good. I, I just, I really tried to be in the moment and focus on how blessed I was to be there and how the history and the architecture was just it blew me away. And so my mental health was good. It's, it's still good. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've, you're, you're back from vacation and I, I was ready to be back. I was ready to see our fur babies. I missed our dogs so much. And so, and I was like, okay, I'm ready to get back into a routine. Although I'm really not like ever since I've come back, I've been like emotion, not emotionally eating, but just not ready to like jump back into like super clean eating. So now, so my mental health is good, but you know, I'm just kind of giving myself grace and being like, it's okay, Veronica, like just, you know, do what you have to do these next, these couple days as you get back into the flow of work and, you know, trying to catch up on a bunch of things and get things done. But a couple things that, that help my mental health is, you know, our partner in Boston, Dan, has been moving the project along. And I'm so grateful. I mean, I did get a couple, like, calls and emails that sent me into a panic, like, for a second while I was away. And I was like, it's okay, Veronica, just let it go. Like, because I, I, I thought Dan was dropping the ball, but he he wasn't. He's there now. He's getting the sprinkler installed. He's He renewed our provisional license, which I thought I was going to have to do when I get back. So the fact that he did those things and they're off my plate, I'm like, oh my, what, like that was not expected. It wasn't anticipated. And the fact that I didn't have to do all that stuff is like, I'm, I'm just puts me in a great mood. I just had way more time to do other things that I've been putting off. And so, um, so yeah, so my mental health has been really good. I hope all of you have had a great mental health week and couple weeks yourselves. All right, now let's get into my healthy habits segment. So, you know, my healthy habits that I had while I was away, I mean, you're not in your environment, right? So usually first thing in the morning, I'll have a cup of coffee and I don't really eat a ton first thing in the morning. I'm usually having some coffee, having some water, kind of flushing my system out. And that was probably the toughest thing is I didn't have leisurely mornings. So, I mean, it was like, get up, go. And 
And sometimes it was like shoving food down fast so that I ate something. And, but the good thing about that this trip specifically, like we weren't just like laying on a beach. We weren't like on a cruise, just like laying like a lizard. I mean, we were like moving, moving, moving. We were walking miles every single day. Um, so there was just tons and tons of walking. I have to say I packed perfectly. Like the clothes that I wore were all super comfortable. I brought great walking shoes. I brought two pairs of sneakers. I brought some comfortable flats, like some sandals to go with dresses. I brought some dresses, some blazers. So I'm sorry. I, I like, I, the classy, comfortable travel look I nailed and so, so I was able to walk miles very, very comfortably. And, you know, I have feet that get really sore and I'm not a distance person, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, and I was, I was so scared that it was going to be frigid. I was planning on being freezing there and I had brought hats and I had brought, um, you know, I brought layers, layers, layers. I brought scarves. I brought, uh, but I did. I didn't end up having to wear a lot of my blazers because it was so warm, especially in Italy. Paris was a lot cooler, but um, but yeah, did a lot of walking. I did do some push-ups sometimes in the hotel rooms. You know, I just just to get a little something in. And then there was a little gym at the Rome Hotel. So I did get a quick workout there, got some resistance training. They had an exercise ball, so I was able to do some body weight movements. Um, so yeah, now I, just like I've always said, you know, when I'm on vacation, when I'm traveling, when I'm eating out, okay, I am not going to go for the health, like the the vegetables and fruit and stuff that I would normally eat when I'm home. You know, when I'm home and I'm cooking and I'm, I'm just clean eating, that's when I'm going to choose the fruit and the vegetables and the whole foods and all of that. But when I'm traveling, I'm like, give me the croissant, give me the bread, give me the this, give, you know, give me the pastry, all of it. And so, you know, so you know how I mentioned before how, you know, that that uh, health influencer, Tanya Zuckerbrot, that I've done a few podcasts on, the super, super wealthy owner of F-Factor, um, and she'll go to Capri and she'll stay in this luxury hotel and the buffet that they have in the morning was like, I mean, nothing I've seen before. And she would just eat her, she would bring her Gigi high fiber crackers. She would bring, she would just eat, you know, some slices of fruit and, you know, some vegetable. I mean, super, super clean eating, even though she had all the delicacies and pastries and all the things in front of her. And, and, you know, some people that are, that are that wealthy are, they're, they don't, they eat like, you know, they'll, they'll eat everything. She doesn't. She is very, very controlled and she doesn't allow herself to have those things. I don't relate to that at all. I, you know, there were in our hotels in, let's see, one, two of them, right? Was it two of them? Yeah. Two of the hotels had, you know, breakfast for us in the morning 
And so we were able to, and it was a, it was like a buffet and a really nice one. And so, and it was like, I mean, it wasn't like huge things. Like it wasn't like pancakes and waffle stations and all that, but it was, you know, a lot of, a lot of different types of food. So I'll get into that soon, but um, yeah, I ate it all, definitely ate it all. And so, but the healthy habits for sure were the amount of exercise I got. So I really didn't gain any weight. I mean, you know, maybe a pound. I mean, and again, I was constipated as hell, TMI, but, you know, so that's probably what some of that is. Um, just because, you know, when you're traveling and you're eating all the, the bread and the cheese, I mean, my God, Ugh, lots of heavy things. So anyway, but the healthy habits were definitely, definitely the workouts and the exercise and the moving my body. So hopefully all of you had some great healthy habits yourselves over the past couple weeks. All right, let's get into, so I'm going to combine my tasty treats, my foodie failures, and my foodie failures um, segments, because I just, I want to go in order of, you know, each day. And I don't want to just be jumping back and forth to combine all of the bad experiences into one segment. I just kind of want to run through each day because, you know, there were some days where there was deliciousness and terrible food at the same time. So I'm going to combine my tasty treats, foodie failures segments, and add in just some of the experiences that we had. Um, so we landed in Paris and, um, I mean, it was, it was a lot cooler. We stayed at a beautiful hotel. Um, and Paris was cool. You know, it's big city. We did tons of walking. We saw the Eiffel Tower. We went to the Louvre and saw the Mona Lisa and all those different, you know, famous sculptures and paintings. Louvre is beautiful. We did skip the line passes, so thankfully we we did that throughout the whole trip, so we didn't have to wait in like a massive line. But um, but you know, just to see the the history, the artwork, the design. I mean, the Louvre is just stunning. Paris is so beautiful. I mean, just the the architecture, the architecture everywhere I went. I mean, it was so gorgeous. And it was, it was, uh, it was cooler, but it was beautiful. I mean, it was sunny out. We were able to walk everywhere. Our hotel was close to everything. We were very, very close to everything. And, um, you know, I really wanted to, I was determined to do some shopping in Paris and I really wanted to find a vintage store. I was like, okay, I'm either going to find some vintage like Chanel or, you know, Louis Vuitton or like, I, I really wanted to go to like a thrift store and like dig around and find a treasure. Or I wanted to get something really cool and different from like a Parisian boutique, you know, something different, something that wasn't on like this main strip. And, you know, cause you have those like souvenir shops that are so cheesy and I didn't want that. I wanted something really unique and I just wanted to bring back some cool things that were were just very unique. And and so, you know, and we did we did some of the just straight up things that you can't miss. Like we wanted to walk up the Eiffel Tower, we wanted to get some of that history, we wanted to go to the Louvre. 
Um, but, you know, we had a little bit of an afternoon that was free. So I looked up a couple of vintage stores and there was one in particular that was both a vintage store and had like these Parisian designers in that did some just, you know, handmade one of a kind things. And so I was determined to go to the store and it was walking distance. I mean, it was like an hour walking from us. So we took an Uber to this little, really beautiful destination. It was like this little palace. And we ended up walking 30 minutes. And it was cool. It was this this like really cool little um, shopping district. And, and it was just different shops and different restaurants and very, and we walked through all of these really cool neighborhoods in Paris that we never would have seen if we didn't go on this journey to find this, this one store. And, and, you know, we were just able to shop around and I ended up, I didn't find any like designers that really, you know, stood out as something that I needed. But there was this cool purse that was really different looking. It was like had this black suede strap and kind of this gray kind of body. It goes over your kind of cross body. And it had these little like gold studs on it. It was just really different. And so I bought that for myself. And it is from this, the woman said it's from this Parisian designer who recycles um, clothing and makes, makes new things out of it. So she had, she'd used existing, you know, you know, clothing, vintage clothing and had made this bag out of it, which I thought was really cool. And also, you know, green friendly. That is one thing I will say about Europe in it. You could definitely see their focus on environmental practices. Everything was recycled and they had good, you know, stations so that you could recycle and, you know, do the right thing by the world. So I, I did like that a lot. Um, but so, so the, the food on the plane going there was disgusting. Like, I was so excited to fly first class. I'm like, it was like real first class where you get your own little like shuttle little area. It was, I mean, we're very blessed to have, have been able to travel this way. And I was excited for the food on the plane. I'm like, mm, give me a meal, you know? And it was disgusting. Oh my God. They served us this gross tortilla soup that was like basically tomato soup. It was disgusting and kind of stale bread and this like, and, and I wanted the beef, like had this, like this beef option, but they ran out of it. And I had to get the salmon, which was, I mean, who orders salmon on a plane? Apparently I do. And it was so disgusting. I like could not eat it at all. So I was, I was mad. I didn't get any snacks. I mean, thank God the lounge had, we were in this like little centurion lounge before, um, before we got on the flight and thank God they had some decent food and I had some quinoa and uh, a couple glasses of wine and I had, oh, and they had these, I was digging through these little chocolate bars and grabbing all of the milk chocolate and crackle bars. <laughs> thank God I did that. Those saved me on that flight. So, um, and I did sleep. So that was nice. I watched a movie, slept. So, you know, arrived having slept a few hours, which was great. So we got there and it was late. And I just, we went to the bar and we just wanted to get like a quick bite to eat. And we wanted to just have a drink at the bar and then go to bed. 
And so we, the, the bar was beautiful. It was this really nice hotel that we stayed in and they had an espresso martini, this like white espresso martini that was kind of like creamy and milky and delicious. It was a little different. So I got that. And I love in Europe how when you order a cocktail, they give you these, like, I think they're called like apertito. It's like these, just this little like snacks, these like little bar snacks. And oh my God, the olives that they gave us everywhere that, that I ordered, you know, every nice establishment where I ordered a cocktail and they gave you these olives. They had those, um, I think they're called, what were they called? Casvel Vetrano. I, I forget the name of them. They're those green, buttery, huge Castel Vetrano, I think is the name of the olive. I'm probably butchering the name, but they're so good. They're like, they're not real briny. They're buttery and they're, they're very firm. They have a, just an extremely like, t like not tough, but like firm texture. So when you bite into them, they're, they're very meaty and firm. Like I don't like a mushy olive. I like a firm texture to an olive where there's like a nice bite. And these olives, they're huge, huge and perfection. Oh, I love these olives. I'm like, I actually looked them up. I, I think I found them. There's this Tuscan brand, but you have, they, they sell them by like three pound jars. So I think they're trying to sell to like restaurants, but I've got to find these olives. I'm like determined to find these olives and order them. So good. And then they'll give you like some almonds and some potato chips and, but the olives, oh, so, so good. Anyway, the, the olives were some of the highlights of the trip. Um, so, so had the espresso martini, had the olive. And then, you know, I'm looking at this menu and I'm not really, there's, I, first of all, I really wasn't hungry. I mean, let's, a lot of times I was just, especially if I'm drinking a lot, like drinking fills me up so quickly. So this was a huge dilemma I had this whole trip is I was drinking a lot because I was with my boyfriend who likes to drink a lot. And yes, I'm going to blame it on him. <laughs> Obviously likes to drink, but he, I did find that, you know, any day I wasn't with him, I like barely drank. And then when I was with him, he's constantly ordering drinks. So I'm keeping up. Um, but that's, that was my dilemma is I thought I was going to eat pastry, eat my way through pastry through Europe or through Paris anyway. And, but I was drinking so much like wine and some sh like sugary drinks that I just didn't want anything sweet. So, so anyway, so, you know, we get to the dinner and I'm really, nothing's, nothing's peeling. I'm, I'm just, I really was not hungry to be honest, but I wanted to eat something. And because I also have this food panic when I'm traveling, I'm, I never feel like I'm going to get enough. Like I'm, I feel like I'm going to go too long before a meal. I feel like I'm going to get hangry and I'm going to be cranky and I'm going to be mean to people. So I'm constantly feeling like I need to eat and to fill up. I need to eat something hearty or I'm just going to wither away and die. And so obviously a very realistic fear. Um, so, so there was this burger that sounded good. I was like, okay, maybe we'll just get this burger, but it had like a cheese sauce. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want the cheese sauce. Maybe they can put that on the side. And Chad starts making this face, like so annoyed that I'm going to be like asking this waiter. Well, first of all, that's what I figured out. Like you can't, because there's the, the language barrier, you really can't customize anything. You can't complain. You can't set anything back. Like you can't ask for things differently than what they are. So I'm like, okay, fine, Chad, I'll just order this damn burger and we'll have the cheese sauce on it. Now, 
I knew cheese sauce and Veronica do not mix. I don't like a cheese sauce. It's white. It's milky. It's creamy. It's coating it. Ugh, no, thank you. And I was right. Like the this burger comes and it's just smothered in this this creamy cheese sauce and it's dripping on the bun and it's mushing up the bun and that that's the worst part right the bread gets mushy can't have mushy bread so anyway i mean the i i kind of like cut bites of the burger with when i could find a non-soggy piece of bread so anyway, that was not a good first meal in Paris, but I learned my lesson, no more cheese sauce. So anyway, the olives were the highlight that night. So then the next morning we get up. Now I like to have a cup of coffee in my room and there was a coffee maker, like a little espresso maker. I could not figure out how to work this thing for the life of me. I mean, that was the other thing. Like, you know, the the gadgets are different, the plugs are different. I mean, I had several <laughs> mental breakdowns over those things, but um, very short-lived mental breakdowns. So, but I just accepted. I'm like, okay, like you, I'm not going to be able to get a quick cup of coffee here. It's just impossible. So it's not like America where they have these like little coffee stations where you can just get a quick cup of coffee. Like they want to like do it right. They want to grind the beans. They want to put the foam. They want to, you know, they want to like fresh brew. So you kind of have to appreciate that, but it's definitely not like the American kind of like, give it to me now, give it to me fast. I mean, our, our, our ways have some issues. We know this, but, um, but anyway, so, so I, I kind of gave up on this idea of a coffee first thing in the morning, but, um, but so we, we did get up early. I, I ended up just drank a lot of water in the morning. I mean, that was, that was also my, my fear was not having enough water. Cause I'm a water girl. I'm, I'm like, have my big water container everywhere I go. And I did end up purchasing this little, like play like 12 to 14 ounce kind of stubby metal, um, like, uh, you know, water container, like a little water bottle. And I, I loved it. I mean, that did save me a couple times. I was just, it just makes me feel better if I have water with me. So we just bought a ton of bottled water each day and it was fine. Um, there were a couple times I was thirsty and, and lacked water, but I survived. <laughs> so anyway, um, but I would just like get up in the morning and drink a lot of water. And so, so we had tickets to the Louvre early that morning. So we get our asses up early. We wanted to have some breakfast. So we ended up finding this cute little coffee shop or cafe that was, wasn't far from the museum and super excited to have a croissant. I was like excited to have my first Parisian like croissant. And so we go in and, you know, everything's in French, obviously. I'm trying to, like, do Google Translate. My phone is not working. My phone. So this is why I didn't post a ton of stories. And when I did finally post stories, it would be, like, a million at once once I got back on Wi-Fi. I finally figured out, like, midway through my trip, I had to call and spend a couple hours going back and forth with my, the phone company, AT&T. And anyway, I figured it out finally. But I was so annoyed. I'm like, I can't use GPS. I can't use I'm like, I'm so frustrated. And, um, but anyway, so we found this little cafe and this must be, and maybe some of you know, if you've been to Paris, but 
it seemed like this, there was this common breakfast that they would serve. Cause I saw it a few different places and they, they just had it. They had a full menu, but the first thing they put on the table was just this like one sheeter and it was basically orange juice, coffee, like an espresso or whatever. You, you could pick your coffee um, and a croissant. And then this like baguette with butter. It's so, it's so, it's so weird. So I ended up, I wanted protein. I wanted some protein with it. Like I wanted some eggs or I wanted something. So, so this, and this, this waiter that was waiting on this had this like really like interesting personality. I mean, he was like, he's one of those people that probably talk like those stupid Americans, like probably talk shit about us, but was kind of like trying to laugh. And, but he was very like, he would, so I, I ordered, ordered, I was like, I'll just have this breakfast. That's fine. But then I saw the full menu and I'm like, oh, I kind of want these eggs. I'm like, oh, can I change this and get this? And he just like, wouldn't do it. He just like, he's like, no, <laughs> basically like, no, no, you're getting this. I'm like, okay, I'll just stick with that then. And, and I, and like, he wouldn't let me get any other coffee besides an espresso. He like, he was like, no, you're getting an espresso. So I'm like, okay, I'll get an espresso. And so I ended up just, everybody else got like their eggs or their this or their that. And I just got this breakfast. I'm like, fine, fine, no problem. And so they bring this breakfast and I'm just looking at it. And, I mean, please, I love bread, but it's so weird to just have this two, two big pieces of bread, like the baguette. I mean, it was a good baguette, you know, and it had a lot of butter in the middle. And I'm like, okay, just like bread and butter. And then the croissant was like to die for, oh my God, such a delicious buttery mm. So good. It lived up to what I wanted out of a croissant from Paris. Okay. Um, I thought I'd be getting all kinds of like fancy pastries. And, but again, that drinking too much alcohol kind of got me away from my pastry desire. But, um, but I did eat a lot of croissants. And there's that one, that first one I had stuck out as the absolute best. And I really like putting a little bit of jelly. For some reason, I'm very into like the jelly butter combination these days. Uh, it used to be something where I was like, why are people doing that? And now I get it and it's delicious. So, so I mean, I just ate a lot of bread. I mean, I ate, took the butter, ate the baguette, put some butter and jelly on it, ate it, you know, and I didn't get much caffeine. I mean, I had my one little espresso, but I'm like, I could do with a venti coffee right now. But anyway, you know, you just got to go with the flow. So had my breakfast. I was full as hell after eating all that bread. Um, and then, then we went to the Louvre and it was amazing. Got lots of pictures. I don't know if I've posted a lot of pictures of the Louvre. I'll have to post some of those. But, um, so yeah, so that was really good. And then after we got done with the Louvre, we ended up going to this uh, restaurant near our hotel. And I finally had my escargot. I was like, very, very excited to get my escargot. And I was looking around for a restaurant. Like Chad was determined to find breweries and a bunch of the ones that he wanted to go to were closed. So he was really disappointed. I was like, we can find a brewery. I'm like, but we have to find escargot. So we finally found this place that had some escargot and it was, it was good. I mean, it wasn't the best escargot I think I've ever had. I mean, my dad, I think makes it, made it better, but um, but it was good. It was really good. And, and I got my fix and, you know, had some good wine with it. So that was good. 
So then comes my first foodie failure. Now, we didn't make any reservations. I really didn't get any tips on restaurants for Paris. We did have one recommendation from somebody that Brandy knew, my friend Brandy, that went. But um, it was like this really fancy Parisian restaurant. And when I looked at the menu, I'm like, nah, I don't really see much on here that I would want to order. I kind of wanted frog legs, but didn't find those anywhere. And Chad really wanted to go to the speakeasy that his friend had recommended. So we traveled to the speakeasy. And at this time, I was I was starving at this point. And I was drunk. I mean, I had too many drinks. And, and we go and stand in the speakeasy line. And this guy, it was Saturday night. And this guy that works there comes up to us. He's like, how many people? And we're like, seven. And he's like, no. He's like, no, you're not getting in. <laughs> like, okay. We literally took like a 30-minute cab ride over to the speakeasy. And I was so annoyed that, I mean, that was the that's the only tough thing with going with a bigger group is you you do have a little bit of trouble sometimes fitting in, getting a getting a reservation, whatever. But so that was the first rejection. And I was over it at that point. I'm like, I need food. We need to find a restaurant. Now, Kelly, this girl Kelly that we were with was like, oh, this, I found one on my, um, my phone. It's, it's, you know, six minutes or I don't know how, how far away it was, but she said it had good reviews. So we should have gone there. Like I, I have found that when you look a restaurant up and it does have good reviews, you're going to have a decent chance at, at getting something good. But we ended up being like right across the street from the speakeasy was this restaurant and it had food and we were like, let's just go here. And we should have looked it up, should have read reviews. I mean, it was, there was lots of space there, which should have been the first hint that that was not a good place to go. And and I was really mad at myself for this because it's like, this was our, our real like first night having dinner in Paris. And I just, you know, if I could do it all over again, I would, I would have asked for a recommendation from our concierge or something. And we did not do that. And we ended up at this restaurant and, oh, it was the worst experience. First of all, like we're sitting there and, you know, everybody ordered a drink. I I ordered a hot chocolate. Thank God I ordered this hot chocolate because that was the highlight of the meal. And it it kept my, give me something to coat my stomach so I didn't like murder somebody because my, I was so hungry and you know, somebody had ordered an appetizer and I think that because, and I think everybody was trying, you know how like there's like one appetizer and like seven people and everyone's starving and like nobody takes it because they don't want to be rude. And it's like, you know, one or two people really ordered it and no one's really sure if like that's their meal. Anyway, so we're sitting here with this one appetizer on the table, all of us wanting our meals and they're just not bringing them. And we're like, where is our food? And I think that I think there was just like this miscommunication. I think they were waiting for us to like eat this entire appetizer. And we finally are like, are we going to get our meals? And it seemed like that was like, oh, do you want them? And I, I don't know. It, it seemed like maybe she put them in at that point or just told them that we were ready for them. Anyway, Chad and I had both ordered the same thing. We had both gotten this shrimp and risotto dish that sounded delicious. I think they made it in the first, like, few minutes that we were there and then kept it under a heat lamp just sitting there for, like, the next 
40 minutes while they weren't bringing us our food. And then by the, when they brought a, they brought me this meal. Oh my God. It was so disgusting. First of all, the shrimp were like petrified. They were the driest, most overcooked shrimp. I've, I mean, I don't think that they even qualified as shrimp at that point. The risotto was disgusting, disgusting. Oh my God. Chad's like, it's not bad. I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's no, no, gross. And anyway, I, I barely ate a bite of it. I think I ate, I think they had brought some bread that I filled up on and I'm like, get me the fuck out of this place. And, and it was, again, I take fault for it, for not doing some research, asking for a reservation, just going to a restaurant that had good reviews. I don't know. There was a million different things we could have done to have had a better experience. And I'm like, never again, never again. So anyway, that was our first foodie failure. So the next morning we wake up and the next morning was, we went to this little cafe around the corner and they, they looked like they had really good food. So I was excited. So and they still, they had that, that same breakfast. So I didn't, didn't order that, but they had this thing called the Parisian, which was this. It was a, a a croissant that had egg and it had bacon and pesto and all of that was like, ooh, yes. And then it had cheese sauce on it. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, 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 we don't want the cheese sauce. And so I'm like, okay, that takes that meal out for me. But then they had this other like kind of like open-faced um, egg and bacon and, and the bacon there was like Canadian bacon. So it was kind of like, you know, like ham, kind of like a ham. And it was, it was good. It was, it was tasty. Anyway, I, it was okay. It was, you know, I had a couple bites of that. I did order a croissant on the side and really ate the croissant. I had a couple bites of the, I liked that I had some protein, had some egg, had a couple bites of the, the bacon with the bread. And it was, it was, it was good. And the coffee was, had a nice coffee there. And we learned that you can order like coffee Americana and they'll just bring you like black coffee basically. So that was good. And then, um, and they also, you know, one of the things that I really liked is a lot of times they would serve just this little side salad, even when it's breakfast. And my friend Kelly had an extra one because she had kind of ordered, I, th I think like her boyfriend wasn't eating his. So I was like, oh, I'll eat it. And so I got a nice little side salad with like a little Dijon dressing on it. So that was really good. And, um, and I was right because Kelly, my friend Kelly had ordered the Parisian. So when I saw the cheese sauce on hers, I'm like, yep, that's why I didn't order it. So anyway, so that was good. And then, and then we just kind of walked around. We, that was our shopping day. And I'm trying to think if we ate anything for lunch that day. I think we just had like some random bites of food here and there. And, and you know, while I'm eating, like there's so much bread and so much. And then I would drink wine with, you know, Chad would we'd stop at a cafe and Chad would have a beer and I'd have a glass of wine. So I was drinking quite a bit through the day too, day drinking. And so, you know, I just, I, I just was full all the time. And, um, and that night we did go to this Trattoria place and we just ordered a ton of stuff. I think that was the night that we did the, the uh, Eiffel Tower and walked up it and we had a really good filling, filling, filling meal. We got this 
truffle gnocchi that was really good and we had a margarita pizza and we got some charcuterie and we didn't eat a lot of like french food i'd say we we did order i mean i think the like the croissant was like the the most french thing i ordered but um i do wish i had tried the frog legs because I, I did want to try that oh yeah the escargot i guess is is probably one of the other like really traditional type of french things that i ate there but um I was very excited really to eat in Italy. So, so anyway, so the next day we get up and we're heading to Florence and I was very, very excited to see Florence and see Tuscany. Um, and Florence is known for their meats, which I didn't know, but once we got there, we had a great place. We'd, we'd gotten an Airbnb in Florence and it was right in the center of everything. I mean, the shopping district, it was such a perfect location. It was right by the river. We could walk to everything and it was, it was awesome. It was a perfect location. So we got there and we were all starving. So we ended up looking up a restaurant that had good reviews and we found one and boy, did we luck out. So we go to this restaurant and it's called, it was called Trattoria for Leone. And the waiter loved us because he had actually lived in Scottsdale. So he was very familiar with where we live. Um, and I think his his son might be coming back here to go to school. And I was looking at the different wines and I asked him for a recommendation. And he recommended this rosé that was delicious. It was a perfect, perfect glass of wine. It was so light and refreshing. And... Um, and I ended up ordering this veal milanese. It was this like kind of breaded veal chop and oh, so delicious. Oh my God. The, they ordered some bruschetta and so we had the, uh, we had that bruschetta. It was really good. I ordered this pasta pomodoro. Uh, and we did a lot of sharing. So my friend Eric got a steak that was insanely good. Um, and it was funny because like, so Eric and I'll, I, I, so it was funny because Eric was like wanting to share something with his girlfriend, Kelly, and they're, they're not huge eaters. Like they usually do share something, but you could tell everyone was starving and you could tell Kelly didn't want to share something. And he's, and so the waiter's standing there and Eric's like, well, sh should we share this Kelly? And he's like, hey, what's wrong with you? She's, you know, what are you on food? <laughs> Like, so he kind of like shamed him into ordering the steak, which I'm so glad he did because the ravioli was not that great, to be honest. I, I mean, it was, it was good. It wasn't my favorite dish. I had a bite of it. It was, it was, it was good. It wasn't, I mean, I, I'm glad I got my dish and, but this, the couple bites of steak that I had were insanely delicious. And, you know, they bring it out at first and it was, you know, they don't like to, you know, they, a lot of chefs, of course, they like to cook meat slightly underdone. I mean, they like medium rare and it was very medium rare. Eric actually sent it back to be cooked more, which you could tell pissed off the waiter. And I'm sure the chef, they're probably like, what is wrong with these people? And, but I was kind of glad because I do like my meats, you know, a little bit more, more well done. I like a medium well steak, really medium to medium well. And um, anyway, they brought it out. It was perfect. It was delicious. The flavor, mm, so good, so tender. And so had all that. I didn't really fill up on bread, which I'm glad I didn't because the I, I ate, 
I mean, Chad was like, you're not going to eat all that food. I ate all that food. I ate the entire thing of pasta. I mean, I shared some with some people and I shared a little bit of my veal, but damn, that was a great meal. And we had asked, like everybody wanted pizza from Italy and we asked the waiter where the locals go and he gave us this incredible recommendation for a pizza place that we went to later. I'm so, we're so, so lucky to have met this waiter. So anyway, and I'll have a little side story that I'll share on my next podcast behind the paywall. Um, there's a funny story I want to share along with this, but, um, but anyway, that was a delicious meal. And after that, some people got gelato. Again, I had drank so much wine that I didn't want gelato at that point. But, um, but anyway, so we ended up going to this pizza place later that night and OMG, this was the best pizza we had all the the entire trip. And, And it was just this little, like, you know, we walked there you know, it was kind of like off the beaten path and, you know, not like a super nice place, but it wasn't this really cool street. And we got a seat, you know, for all seven of us. It was just great. We went kind of like around like 730. And, um, and the pizza was like, you know, it's, it's smaller pies, but you pick it up and it's stuck, you know, it's nice and crispy. It like stuck straight out. That's the sign of a good pizza. It was nice and thin. Oh, really really we the my favorite pizza and we kept ordering it over and over every everywhere we got pizza the margarita pizza and the diablo the diablo was like had a thin um some salami on it and i love salami salami is like my favorite um like a charcuterie meat and it's it was delicious so that was incredible pizza we got a margarita we got that one we got another Another one that had, I think, like a mushroom and then another one, oh, this bufala that just had cheese, like a different type of cheese and one other meat one. And we all just shared. I had a salad. Delicious. So that was really good. And so, so that was dinner. Then, then the next day we went wine tasting. Now I had gotten these wine tasting tickets and it started at 830 in the morning. Okay. So it was a really early start to the day and the, and I didn't know what it would be like. I know that I, I mean, a couple of the people that we were with don't, one, one girl doesn't really drink at all <laughs> and Brandy and Chad and Bob don't really drink wine. They like beer. So, but they were all, they wanted to see the countryside. They were down to go wine tasting. So um, now with this wine tasting, I had bought these tickets and you're supposed to get some, some like tastings of food with the wine. And I wasn't sure what that would be like. Um, of course I, I have the same food panic, like there's not going to be enough food. We're all going to starve and we're all going to just be drunk because we're going to be drinking wine. So this time my fears were correct. So, uh, so this is a, this is one of my little foodie, foodie and experience failures, I'd have to say. I mean, so we, we get there, we have, we find this, this tour place that we were meeting up and we get on this bus and we really didn't know what to expect of me, but we drove for like an hour out to the countryside to this winery. And it was kind of cool. I mean, along the way we got this tour, we got, you know, history. We saw all these bridges that had been blown out by the Nazis during World War II and some of the ancient structures that still existed. And, and it's just so cool to see the, 
beautiful Tuscan um, countryside and the wineries. And I mean, they look like they do in the movies, right? This this Tuscan villa look. Uh, they almost look like little kingdoms that have these beautiful rolling hills. And, and then you'd see all these like old forts and lookouts, you know, old fashioned, you know, from, from ancient time. And it was just amazing to see all that. So, so we get to this first winery and the first one was great. Now, the only thing is I, I do like a red, but I like a less tannin red. I prefer a rosé and I, I like white, but, um, but if I'm going to drink a red, it needs to be like a lighter, less tannin red. And this region that we were going to is like the San, Gio San Giovese, San Giovese um, region where they like have to use this certain grape, which is like a strong tanniny grape. And so they served a ton of really deep, thick, just heavy reds. And so the wines weren't my favorite, to be honest. Um, so we got like four different tastings and they poured, you know, good size pours at this first place. And, um, and so, I mean, I was feeling good and, and we got some cool pictures and, and they served, uh, they served some bread with some of the olive oil that they press there. So that helped soak up some of that, some of the wine, you know, when there was plenty of bread, we all got some bread and some olive oil and, one of the last wines was like this dessert wine that they served and they put it in this little shot glass and then they gave you this like almost like a like a biscuit or like a biscotti to dip in it and it was oof, oh my god it was so strong I mean it was it was like scotch or whiskey um and I just I, I tried it but I was like mm, I can't drink this whole thing so anyway it was a good experience and um you know, there was plenty of room. There was, a, a, you know, good enough, a good amount enough of food that we all got some. So we leave this and, and I'm like running out of water. I'm like trying to find more water. Like this first place at least served water with the wine, which I need water. Like I always do. And I brought a bottle of water, but then when we were taking pictures in the field, I'd forgotten the bottle of water. Like I'd set it down to take pictures and then I forgot it. So I'm like, getting thirstier and thirstier as we're going. And it's, it's hot. Like I didn't expect it to be in the eighties. It was in the eighties, sunny, it was hot. And the air conditioning was not really working on the bus. And I, I said to the guy, I'm like, Hey, I'm like this, this air conditioning. We were all like falling asleep and sweating and oh my God. And he's like, Oh, sorry. The air conditioning does not seem to be going up to, you know, the, I'm like, okay, great. Well, maybe you should like have taken a different bus or something. So we get to this next um, winery and, okay, now this one, I mean, by this point, we're all a little drunk. We're getting tired. It's hot. The air conditioning isn't working. I'm thirsty. I'm like, I need water. So we go, now the first tasting room was perfect because it had these huge tables. Everybody got sat. This next place, there was one big table in the middle of the room and, you know, there's probably 40 of us all circled. There's no seats. There's, you know, a few seats. So, I mean, I, I took a seat and, you know, other, everyone else was standing around. I mean, a couple of people sat next to me, but like everyone's just standing. There's no water. We all get like a glass and, and you can, and they're supposed to be giving us, 
some tastings of some traditional like crackers that are eaten and made in Italy and then some salami and cheese. And we're all excited for the the meats and the cheeses, right, with the wine tastings. So I see this just like one platter sitting in the middle of the table. These two, actually two platters, one with the, they're poorly covered up. One has the meats and cheeses. One has these little round crackers. And we're all just kind of like, they're pouring the wines. And this girl, you know, did have a, you know, first she had a good personality. Um, And she's like talking to us about the wines and blah, blah, blah. And we're getting all our samples. And you just see like all of these hungry people just like eyeballing this one platter of food okay and then all of it and there's this one girl who's just who's like literally looks like she's gonna like tackle everyone and she just like dives in like she's just like she's not waiting and then so these these women just like all like like vultures like like you know start grabbing the food and taking like a lot of it for themselves now you can tell there's not enough, like there's, there's enough for maybe everyone to get one piece of each thing. I mean, this is what I was afraid of. And when it comes to situations like this, I am not one to fight over food. I am just going to say, go for it. I will eat later. I don't like to, to fight over food. I don't want to like pile in and try to get my piece. I'm like, fuck you all. You didn't plan well enough. You are not Italians. There's not enough food for us. Like who, what kind of Italian are you? So anyway, and obviously they just want to sell their wine, but if you're paying for this experience, like, hello, like we paid for this, you should like, at least the other place, like they gave you plates, they, they put a few platters and enough to serve each section, which is like what you'd expect if you want to provide a decent experience. I mean, that's not even a nice experience. That's just like a basic level of service experience. And this one was horrible. This one was terrible. They had no water. So I, I asked her up there, I'm like, do you guys sell bottles of water? Do you have any water anywhere? No. I'm like, okay. I was so mad at this woman. I'm like, this is irresponsible for you to like be serving alcohol. It's 80 degrees out. We don't even have air conditioning barely in our, in our, uh, bus. And, and, you know, and there, then there's one lady that's like a linebacker that's like taking everyone's food. I was just, I was so annoyed at this point. I'm like, I'm leaving the bad review. Chad's like, don't leave a bad review. This is how they make their money. I mean, Chad's, of course, like the nicest person. I'm turning into a bitch. I was like, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm hot. <laughs> this is not the experience I wanted. You know, and I'm just like, feel bad for my friends. I'm like, I brought them onto this bus and... You know, and this this one kid started getting sick on the way back because it was so hot and the, the bus driver took a wrong turn and it took, you know, an extra 15 minutes to get home. And I'm just like, we were all just like, let us off this motherfucking bus. <laughs> we're all like, this is crazy. So anyway, so we finally get back and we are like, where's the nearest restaurant? So now because they had talked about Florence being known for food, they'd actually talked about how wild boar was this very traditional dish that they had. And so I was all excited to try, you know, some, some dish with wild boar and the, the host, the guide had like made some recommendations. I'm like, we're not going to where he recommended. I'm like, it's probably going to be like a huge pile of people going there. No. So I ended up looking up 
a restaurant that had really good reviews and we found it and they actually had this homemade pasta with wild boar and that's what I got. It was delicious. Um, Chad got, I forget exactly, he had some sort of ragu and it had like a meat sauce that was really good with homemade noodles. We got some bruschetta, we got a margarita pizza. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted my fill of salami and cheese. So we ordered like a salami and cheese plate. I mean, it was too much food. We didn't even eat it all. But, you know, by that point I was like, feed me, give me more and more, <laughs> like bring everything, one of everything. And anyway, so we ate until our heart's content. And that was pretty much the main meal that day. And then uh, just later on, we ended up getting, I ended up getting gelato just for dinner. I'm like, I want to get gelato. I haven't had gelato yet. And so I decided to just have it for dinner. I mean, I got a slice of pizza, but didn't like the pizza. So I had like a bite of pizza and then ended up getting the gelato, which was delicious. The stracciatella, it must be like, a stracciatella must be some German, um, German, Italian name for chocolate chips because it was like this vanilla with like chocolate pieces in it. So good. That's what, I, I just was very attracted to that type of gelato. So I got that several times. Um, and so that was Florence. Then we ended up going to Rome. And Rome was just, ugh, I mean... Out of out of everywhere we went, I think just walking through Rome, seeing the Colosseum, seeing the area where Caesar was stabbed, you know, seeing the Pantheon where the Senate did its work, and it was just it was just mind blowing. It was it was so awe inspiring. It was it, it just you know walking and seeing these huge ancient structures was. Oh, it was, it was amazing. I really loved it. And I just can't speak highly enough of, of Rome. It was, it was amazing. And, you know, I'd heard that there's tons of pickpockets. So I was like worried about getting my wallet stolen, but we, you know, nothing like that happened. And, um, and so we, when we checked in, like the concierge was all excited that I was Italian. He's like, oh, he's like, I know of Veronica Santarelli. And he's just like, you know, loved, like was so enthusiastic that I was there. And it was so nice. And he had made a recommendation on a great restaurant. And so we, we made reservations there. And oh my God, it was, it was definitely, this. so this is the place, I posted it on my Instagram. This is where we had the best pasta dish of the trip. So we get there and we had ordered a couple appetizers. We ordered this like cheese and truffle bread. I got this beautiful glass of red wine that they recommended that was insanely good. It was the best, probably the best glass of red I had on the trip. Um, Kyle, my friend Kyle, who I had no idea loved seafood the way he did. He ordered like every type of seafood dish you could possibly imagine. I was shocked. This is, this is the guy that's taking Ozempic. Um, anyway, so he ordered this like fish appetizer that was, that had a lot of mint in it, which did not appeal to me at all, but I did try a little bite. It was very minty. I don't love mint in my food. So it was, it was okay. Um, and then I got this sausage and ziti dish that was to die for. So delicious. Um, I had almost ordered this mushroom special because mushrooms were in season. And I'm honestly glad I didn't. My Two of my friends got the mushroom dish and I tried a bite. And I mean, it was very mushroomy. It tasted like 
like mushroom, like mushroom. I like the flavor. I love mushrooms. I love the flavor of mushroom, but like there's certain, like, I don't like mushroom on my pizza for whatever reason. And there's certain ways that mushrooms are prepared that I don't love. And I didn't really like this dish. And I was shocked that I didn't. But Chad, Chad ordered the dish. My biggest regret is not going back and getting this dish again. Um, he got this guarnicelli, like it was this homemade pasta dish. I forget the noodles. It was like almost like a thick spaghetti with like bucatini. No, I think that has a, a, a hole in it. But anyway, it was like a thick, you know, long, like spaghetti type, but thicker noodle. And the guarnicelli was like just crunchy and, and it made this like sauce with this pecorino. Oh, oh my God. I'm like, I tried it. I'm like, oh, I should have ordered that. Even though I love my dish too. Oh, it was so good. I am like obsessed with it. Anyway, if you want to see it, it's on my Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Go follow me. Um, but yeah, so that was really, really, really good. I was going to go back and get it another night. I wish I had. I really do. I knew I'd regret it. Anyway, so we get up the next morning and we, so they had this little buffet and they had a bunch of croissants and they had, what I've noticed is it's very traditional for Italians to put out like, like charcuterie in the morning, which is interesting. So they had all kinds of breads and charcuterie. They had a little salad station. So I did end up eating like a, a nice salad with some balsamic and like some hard boiled egg in it. And then I had, I, I did have like a, a croissant, but it wasn't, it wasn't good. I mean, it was nothing on Paris croissant. So, um, that was kind of a waste. I had like a bite of it. And then I got, I did make some little like, uh, salami and cheese sandwiches and I ate those. And so definitely like filled up quite a bit in the morning. And then, um, then the girls went to the Vatican while the guys went to see the Ryder Cup. They went to like see that golf tournament or at least the first day of it. And then the girls and I, now I had no idea that this was going to be my last meal. I would have ordered something different if I had known that this was going to be the last like meal. Cause I had made a reservation later that night for this other Italian restaurant that the concierge had recommended. Um, and I was excited to try it, but nobody wanted, like the guys were so drunk from golfing tournament by the time they met up with us that they just didn't want to do like a big dinner that night. So we had met them at a restaurant. We went to this restaurant, they met us there and we just all, again, if I, again, if I'd known that this was going to be my last meal, I would not have just like shared a pizza with these girls and gotten some calamari. Cause I mean, it was, it was fine, but I mean, that's not what I wanted my last meal in Rome to be, but, um, it was, <laughs> you know, I, I was like debating after that. Like everyone was like, no, we don't want to do dinner later. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just go order that, that pasta dish that Chad got the other night and just take it home with me. And I'm so mad I didn't. Cause I ended up just eating Pringles and the Snickers bar from the, from the friggin' you know, whatever it's called, the mini bar that night. What a waste. I'm so mad at myself. And I got this gelato later that I wasn't, I mean, it was not that great. Anyway, so a little bit of a foodie failure that night, but we'll, we'll survive. So anyway, so after that, the next day was Sorrento and we took a ferry. I had a limoncello spritzer on the ferry, which 
I'm not a huge fan of limoncello, I've realized. I mean, I'll like I, I wanted to try some and I wanted to have some in Italy and I, I had some. Um, but overall, limoncello is not my favorite. But um Sorrento is stunningly beautiful. This cliffs. I mean, when we got there, the sun was setting. Chad and I just went to get a little drink um, at this hotel that overlooked the water. And it was perfection. I had this beautiful glass of rosé. We had this seat right on the corner of the patio. And we saw the sun go down. And it was just oh, it was such a nice nice, nice, nice experience. Um, they had those, they, they give us little snacks with the beautiful, you know, olives, the same Cavastrano olives that are like delicious and the almonds and the chips and oh, so nice. So then we met, went back to the hotel and there was another group, Brandy's best friend from college, uh, Carrie was coming there to celebrate her 50th, um, birthday and she ended up getting engaged to her to her now fiance. Um, and so he didn't propose while we were there. He proposed after. But um, but they had like this whole series of things planned for her birthday and to celebrate. So we met them back at the hotel for dinner. First, we had some appetizers in the little bar area. I had a espresso martini. I had, you know, they had this like sausage type roll with this and this like little fried kind of cheese and ham um, appetizer that was delicious. So I had a couple bites and then went to dinner and um, we ended up sitting with a couple that we, you know, were just getting to know. We had never really gotten to know them before and it was interesting, you know, one of like the guy started asking me what I was, what I did for a living. And, you know, I was telling him just some of the stuff that I do, including the cannabis industry. And, you know, he, he was a little bit insulting about that, but whatever. Well, he was a nice guy overall. I think he didn't really understand what he was saying, but that happens to me a lot in being in that industry. Um, but anyway, I had this amazing beef dish and it was like a filet and it had this like delicious potato underneath. And yeah, I wanted to order pasta or something more like quintessential, like Italian, like a dish, but the beef tenderloin was so good. I was really glad I ordered that because there was nothing that really appealed to me besides that on the menu. So got that and we had a great night. Then the next day was that four hour food tour. Now, I still didn't know what to expect. And of course, I was like worried again that we wouldn't have enough food. I did not have to worry about that at all. Um, we So the, the food tour was like, oh my God. It was, so first of all, we started at, I mean, I thought it was just going to be like stopping at a bunch of places for, and, and having, I thought it was going to be like the Florence wine tasting thing where you get like a barely a scrap of food and then you're on to the next one and you end up starving and not having enough food. But this was not that. Um, basically there were, there were three stops and the woman that she started, it was for the first stop was there was this really beautiful little tiny wine bar that also had food. And the woman that was speaking had this great accent. She was from Ireland. So she had an Irish accent, but she also spoke Italian and she'd married a guy from Sorrento. And, you know, she was just telling us she, the thing that I loved about it was 
they gave us a ton of history. So there's talking about how, you know, the this part of Italy and the Sorrento, like the southern region is really known for farming. And they always had less money than the northern kind of industrial sector of Italy. And so they just made use of everything. They're like, everybody has a garden. They said, you know, the land and the soil is so fertile that, you know, we're very, you know, now she's like farm to table is very known. She's like, but we always were using what was seasonal and fresh and so you know so zucchinis were in season so she's like you'll see zucchinis a lot and it makes so much and so we put you know all you know the zucchinis and everything and so a couple of the dishes she's like you know one of these dishes she's like you know you have this pasta then you have this the the leftover pasta the next day you don't want to waste it so you know you'll put the pasta with some eggs and maybe some ham or whatever you want else and whatever else is in the refrigerator that you don't want to get wasted and you'll you'll basically like bake that and it's like this egg pasta maybe some ham in there and you know you can serve it hot you can serve it cold and so she served us a little bit of that it was like the square and um and then this other kind of like potato egg dish and then a meatball that was delicious one of the best meatballs i had there um, and then the best bruschetta we've had, it was so delicious. I don't know that the freshness of these tomatoes, and I don't even like tomatoes. I don't usually don't order bruschetta because I don't love like whole tomatoes, but this one, oh, it was so delicious and fresh. Yum. And the wine was flowing. I mean, they just poured wine after wine after wine and all made in that region, some delicious wines. So had, so that was the first stop and I was, I mean, I was like already kind of full after that stop. Then we go and then there's the pasta, pasta course. So we go to this other restaurant, not as pretty inside, but like one that all the locals went to and they served a orchietta. I don't know if I'm saying that word right, but that like kind of ear shaped round pasta. I love that pasta. And this one had like a pesto and sausage in it. It was so good. I love that combination. That was my favorite. And they also served this like spaghetti with putinesca, which I don't love a putinesca. I don't know why. It's not my favorite type of red sauce. Like I like a pomodoro. I like a lot of different types of red sauce. Putinesca, I don't know. I think it's something with the olives. It's got this like almost like a briny texture taste in the sauce that I don't love. So there's some combination in a putinesca that I don't love. I mean, I, I tried it and it was, it was good. It just was not my favorite. So my stomach after this stop was kind of hurting. And then we go to the final one, which was the meat course. And, and it was good because it wasn't a, a lot of meat. Like they served this like platter of steak, um, that had like some greens and some tomatoes next to it. And then they served this like meatball and this kind of like white cheesy sauce, which I was like, mm, I don't know if that, but I was, I was like, of course I'm going to try it. But I needed some bread with that. Like I needed a little bit of bread to balance out the white sauce. And it was actually delicious. I mean, the flavor was, was phenomenal and the steak was really delicious. Not as good as the Florence steak, I have to say, but really delicious. Um, and again, the wine. So we ended up going home after that and um and Carrie's crew stayed out and 
you know, I was, I was actually, I, I kind of was like, I, I could stay out, but I actually could not even fit one more drink in me. Like even a drink, I was, my stomach was, ugh, it's, it's like still hurts when I think about it. <laughs> so like, you know, when you like burp and you actually can like feel a little bit of food coming up, that was the point that I was at. <laughs> so really, really sexy. Um, we ended up walking home and thank God we walked cause I needed to walk a little bit at that point and then just passed out. Now, the next day we had to get up really early for the boat ride to Capri, which I was, and it was our last day, which was a little bit of a bummer, but, um, I was so excited to see Capri and to see the water and be on the water. And, um, again, like when I thought about going, I was, I was imagining being freezing, but I was excited to see, you know, the place where Tanya Zuckerbrock got married. And, you know, I see these pictures every time she goes to Italy because she, she stays, I think she stays on Capri, which is an island, whenever she goes. I mean, she got married there. It must have cost a fortune. I can't even imagine. We took a boat. And it's so funny because I, I didn't think I was going to swim there. But I luckily had a bathing suit, this, that Michael Kors bathing suit that I bought at TJ Maxx that's like so cute. And I actually bought it more for a top because it's like a one piece, but it has this like cutout on the side. And I just love it as a top. But I was glad that I brought it because they were like, oh, we'll stop at this little cove where you can swim if you want to. And I'm like, oh, I doubt I'll swim, but maybe I'll want to. I don't know. And so I wore this, I was going to wear this dress, but when I put this dress on that I thought would be appropriate, it, no, I was like, this, I look stupid going on a boat in this dress. So I put the bathing suit on and put these pants over it. And I was so glad I did because when we stopped to go swimming and everybody jumped in, I mean, there was a couple of people that didn't, but I was like, I want to go in the water. And, oh my God, it was so refreshing and beautiful and just an amazing experience. I mean, the cliffs and we had this amazing tour guide who was giving us all the history and, oh, beautiful, just beautiful. I posted all the pictures on my Instagram and we didn't really eat, like we had stopped to get these paninis. I got a, a again, salami with, with provolone and, um, and it was a lot of bread, but, um, Anyway, so we we had like that big breakfast buffet in the morning. So I was kind of getting the same things. I had like the salami with the cheese and a little sandwich with, um, you know, a croissant. And again, the croissants weren't great. Like Italy does not have good croissants. But um, but the, the sandwich was good. We walked around. I got these really cute gifts for people. I got so many cute gifts. I'm so excited to give these to people at Christmas. Um, oh, I found, I don't know if I want to say this because some of the people that might get them. Anyway, I'll, I got this really special gift for people. I might keep one for myself. Um, I'm trying to think who I'm going to give it to, whether they'll hear this or not. I got the, I, I found this little artist in Florence that reminded me of my grandfather. He was this, this old little guy that only spoke Italian and he had these beautiful pieces and I, I didn't buy one at first, I, I just, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I, I like made my friends go back. I'm like, I really want to get some of that artwork. So I got a couple of the pieces and I'm so excited that I got these. They're going to be the best gifts. And I think I'm going to keep one for myself. But oh, it's, it's like this little piece of Sorrento that, um, and it's unique and it's one of a kind. And I'm so glad that I got it. Uh, so, so yeah, so that was good. We shopped around Capri. I got to see all the sites. It's just beautiful there. 
I had some gelato. Um, and yeah, it was, and I did find a thrift shop there. Now, the thing with the thing with that thrift shop, it did have some some cool designers, but everything's so small, and everything is is definitely like you know very unique looking. I mean, it's it's like the one of a kind kind of couture type of designer stuff that's wildly expensive and something that you know where are you going to wear this stuff? It's like the weirdest kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm kind of a basic classic kind of girl when it comes to my fashion. I do like, like unique little accents, but you know, I'm definitely not someone that likes all the designer stuff or the trends, but, um, but yeah, so that was kind of, so I ended on a foodie failure, which is terrible because, um, so we get back that night and I really wasn't hungry, but I'm like, we're in Italy. I need to have one last meal out at a restaurant. And I looked up the restaurants around us. We didn't want to, I was, I was contemplating just getting room service, but there was really nothing that I wanted because we tried all the stuff that looked appealing to me the night before, or, you know, when we first had dinner there. So there was a restaurant right across from the hotel that, that kind of looked like a hole in the wall, but sometimes those are the best places. And I looked up the reviews and there was like one of the first reviews was like someone was like, this is the best restaurant in Sorrento. And, you know, some of the bad reviews were more about the the fact that the staff wasn't polite. And I guess the person that had been rude was the owner. So I'm like, oh, I don't care about that. As long as the food's good, I don't care if they're rude to me, <laughs> whatever. So we go over and I'd ask Brandy, like Brandy had gone there first to eat and she's like, it's amazing. It's really good. So I'm like, great. And I had looked at the menu and I saw this gnocchi with pomodoro sauce that I was like oh I want to try this so we go and order I ordered the gnocchi with red sauce and Chad got this lobster spaghetti and we got this arancini to start and um and my gnocchi was the worst gnocchi I've ever had in my life the truffle gnocchi that we ordered in Paris blew it away this pot, this gnocchi was mush. It was literally so overcooked. Now, this is, I mean, every pasta that I had in Italy was very al dente. I mean, you don't even, I mean, you obviously don't have to ask for it there. Like in America, if you're not at a good restaurant, you, you do run the risk of things, pasta being overcooked. Don't expect that in Italy. And especially, at, I mean, I was like, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to. The sauce was okay. Sauce was pretty good. So I just ended up dipping the bread in the sauce. I ate most of the arancini and just used the sauce. Um, Chad's pasta. I mean, the, the lobster was kind of overcooked, but the pasta was good. So I had a couple bites of his pasta. The sauce was good. It was just this buttery garlic sauce that kind of had the lobster flavor in it. So I, you know, so I dunked some of the bread in that. And I mean, I was full as hell. We got some cannolis to go. The cannolis looked good. They weren't great. Uh, so anyway, it's kind of sad that I ended on a little bit of a foodie failure, but overall, I have to say that Italy surpassed my expectations. I mean, I was blown away. The architecture, the food. Again, I do wish I could go back and get that pasta dish again that I had in, in Rome, but I mean, I had enough good experiences and now that I've been there and I've experienced the, you know, the travel and the airports and stuff, I think the next time I travel, I'll feel a lot more comfortable and I'll definitely plan ahead a little bit better with 
restaurant choices and make sure that I do ask the concierge for a recommendation every single time because that is how we found that amazing restaurant. Um, but overall, really, really pleased. I experienced the culture. I'm definitely going back. I mean, there's so many places I want to go and so many different cultures I want to experience around the world, but Italy is definitely going to be a staple that I go back to. So anyway, for those of you that have had your own experiences, feel free to DM me. I'd love to hear about them. Um, and I will get back to my podcast reviews in my next episode. Uh, so if you have any ideas, if you have any thoughts, if there's any podcasts that I should listen to and review, please send them my way. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at the diet obsessed podcast. Uh, please leave a review for this podcast. That means the world to us podcasters. Um, and until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.